Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash entitled parents, where a Karen kicks an injured child. Our next Reddit post is from the Ambers. I'm a 25-year-old woman and my partner is a 27-year-old man, and back in March we bought a house together. This was a big deal for us, and we were so glad we managed to pull this off, especially right before the pandemic got bad. It's a livable fixer-upper, and the lady that lived here bought it in 1967 and was the only owner before us. And she made no updates during that time, lol. It keeps us busy, and that's worked out really well being that we're home so often. Now to the event with the entitled mother. In May, my big project was pulling out some nasty bushes that had taken over a huge chunk of the front side yard. It was hot. It was sweaty. I'm digging out roots and throwing branches. Since I'm in our front yard and making a pretty drastic change to the yard, people notice. Most neighbors stop by, say a quick hello from the car and drive away, but not entitled mother. This entitled mother pulls up in a shiny black suburban from the opposite side of the road, parking the wrong way, and rolls down her window. I'd say she's in her 50s to 60s with a gray bob haircut. I stand up and pause my music. The following conversation isn't exact, but it's pretty close, and this conversation was just so... entitled. Hey, did you buy this house? Yep, just moved in last month. Did you know the family? Uh, the lady who sold it? Not really. We just got lucky they chose us, I guess. <laughs> I was trying to be nice, but I was kind of off-put that she asked none of the more typical neighbor questions. Also, we made the previous owner a great offer. Yeah, my son really wanted this house. He grew up in this neighborhood, you know. Oh, darn. Yeah, houses move fast right now. He spent his whole life in this area. He really deserved to stay in the neighborhood, you know. Yeah, that's too bad. I was getting major WTF feelings right now. How much did you offer? You mean over the asking price? We were proactive. Well, my son really wanted this house. Me, feeling quite awkward about this whole situation and just looking to shoo this lady along. Yeah, well, I'm sure more houses will go up for sale around here. Well, that doesn't help him now, does it? He had his heart set on that house. I just give an exaggerated shrug and decide to resume my root cutting and hope she gets the message. You're probably flipping it. He would have loved it. Uh, no, we're not. We're staying long term. Yeah, right. She doesn't leave. I'm wondering if I should go inside or something. She just keeps looking at me, expecting me to say something. I keep cutting out roots. Is it just you, or did your family help you get it? I say in a pretty short tone, my partner and I bought it together. My grandkids would have loved that yard. A loved yard makes a house a home, you know. Well, my dogs will love it, especially once I'm done. Seriously? I just scoff. I pull my root out and throw it on the pile. I feel her eyes watching me. Really ready to be done with this conversation, I say, well, have a good day. Then, with a last glare and an ugh, she speeds off, leaving a quite annoyed and bewildered me in my dirty glory, mulling over what the heck just happened. Did this freaking lady just try to guilt trip me because we bought a house that her son wanted? Indeed, apparently. WTF. That was definitely the most unwelcoming interaction I've had since we moved in, and I haven't seen her since. The fact that you haven't seen her since makes me think that she's not a neighbor and she doesn't live in the area. <laughs> Which means that she drove by your house repeatedly until she saw you so she could have this exact conversation. 
But what I can't figure out is, what was her objective with this conversation? Was she really expecting OP to just be like, Oh, my mistake. I didn't know that your son wanted it. Here, let me sell it to you. Though down in the comments, Purple Box Guy poses another alternative theory. This is the son's version of the story. My mom is super pissed that the house that she wanted me to buy got sold to someone else. I never wanted the house because it's her dream home and she probably would want to move in with me. Our next Reddit post is from Xylophone Player. So this happened when I was about 11 or 12 years old. I played for a local girls soccer team as the goalie. We played on a field not far from my house for home games. We went up against another local team in the county tournament. This team had a girl on it who I'll call Nicole. Nicole's mother, entitled mother, was a known problem. She'd scream if her daughter was so much as touched and had been known to be threatening to both parents and players. Nicole was lovely and we actually knew each other from school. There was a friendly sort of rivalry between us. About a quarter into the game, Nicole came to the goal and we ended up both going for the ball at the same time. Her foot connected hard with my ankle and I immediately knew that it was broken. Nicole had apparently heard the break and helped me to the ground, yelling for help. When I looked down, my foot was at a very strange angle. Both coaches helped me off the pitch with Nicole beside me holding my hand and both of us crying. Other players were gathering around, but the coaches told them to step back and give me some space. My parents arrived and sat with me while my team's coach called for an ambulance. At this point, Entitled Mother appears. I hear her before I see her. What's going on? Nicole, get back on the field. Mom, I broke OP's ankle. I want to stay with her. I'll be red carded anyway. For those who don't know, if you do a foul, you'll get a yellow card, and two yellow cards cause you to be red carded and sent off. However, if a foul is particularly bad or causes serious injury, you're red carded straight away. Red carded? Why? Because she didn't get out of the way in time? My mom said, No, because it happened. I don't think Nicole meant for it to happen, but it still did. Well, I think your daughter did this on purpose to make Nicole look bad. I bet she's faking it. I'm still crying and in too much pain for patience, so I say, If you think I can make my ankle bend like that myself, then you're stupid. How dare you? She turns to the coach. I want the police here too for defamation of my daughter's character. At this point, the referee comes over to check how I am and to let Nicole know that, as she thought, she's red carded. Nicole doesn't seem to care, but the entitled mother explodes. You can't red card my daughter. Red card that little b-word. In fact, ban her from the game. She's faking it on purpose. Look. At this point, she kicks my ankle with her foot. She doesn't kick hard, but I'm still in agony because of the break. I screamed, and my mom jumped up to take Entitled Mother on. The other's team coach had to get between them to stop a fight. The ambulance showed up, and the paramedics came to help me. They managed to get both Nicole and me laughing and helped me secure my ankle so as to not cause more injury. My dad then told them about what Entitled Mother had done, and one of the paramedics shook her head and said, You can't help stupid, I guess. The police also showed up while I was being sorted out. I didn't see this part, but I was told about it by the other players. The entitled mother started yelling that my mom and I should be arrested for defamation. However, after being told by several witnesses what had happened, the entitled mother was arrested for assault. I was taken to the hospital in the ambulance with my mom riding with me and my dad driving in the family car. It turned out that I had a break in two places on my ankle. I have a strong suspicion that one of the breaks was the result of the entitled mother's kick, though that can't be proven. I had to wear a cast for six weeks and I missed a week of school. 
Nicole and other members of both teams came to visit me at home in the following days. The entitled mother was cautioned and released, but she was issued with a lifetime touchline ban by the team's coach. She apparently tried to show up at a couple of other games, but the other parents made her leave again. Thankfully, Nicole is still lovely, and we remain friends to this day. Kicking an injured child in front of her parents was a stupid move. She's lucky she didn't get clocked by either the father or the mother. Also, how stupid do you have to be to call for someone to be arrested for defamation of character? You can get sued for defamation of character, but I don't think it's a crime. Like, I don't think you can go to jail for it. Our next Reddit post is from Dr. Doomstick. This just happened not even 30 minutes ago. For reference, I'm a 23-year-old male nurse at a hospital that's been pretty overrun with COVID, and as such, we've been pretty short on personal protection equipment. I'm eating lunch and trying to watch a show peacefully when my dad interrupts me trying to ask me a question. Do you guys have gloves at your facility? Yeah, we do, but we don't have as much as we would like. Do you think you could grab a box for us? No, we're already short as is, and other people have been fired for stealing from the hospital. Are you telling me you're not going to do it? I'm not losing my job to steal gloves for you when you can buy them at the store. At this point, my dad walks off in a huff, thinking that I was being disrespectful for not depriving myself and my coworkers of supplies that we need to protect ourselves. I'm so glad that I'm moving out next month. Some nurse jobs out there can pay over $100,000. Imagine losing your six-figure job because you stole some frickin' gloves. Our next Reddit post is from Terrible Wombat. For context, I used to work for a church as an audio technician and just general hand for weekend services and things. A few years ago, the church pulled enough money together to record a live worship session and put on sale. It was a really important event that had been in the works for months, and in case you don't know, they're really expensive to do. So, the decision was made to not allow kids under the age of 12 or 13 into the recording service under the logic that kids that young can't be quiet the entire time. All this was advertised as the rule well in advance. I was standing at the main entrance welcoming people and explaining what to expect when I see the entitled mother walk up with her young kids. I say, excuse me ma'am, but children under a certain age aren't allowed into the service tonight. We've set up activities and alternative arrangements ready for them in another building. Um, what? I explain the situation again while she stares at me. But my kids are really mature and grown up. They'll be fine, don't worry. Ma'am, that could probably be true, but if I let your kids in, then I would have to let other kids in who wouldn't be, and they could ruin the recording. I have to apply the rule equally. I don't care about other people's kids. I want my kids with me. She spots my supervisor. Hey, supervisor, OP won't let my kids come in, but you know they're fine, right? Uh, no, you know the rules for tonight. He's right, they can't come in. She looks at both of us fuming. Well, if they can't come in, then we're going home. That's certainly your right. The entitled mother stormed away with her embarrassed kids, and we went on for the night without a care in the world. Side note, the CD turned out great, and the church raised a lot of money for charity with it. If I recall correctly, it was supporting local drug and alcohol addiction treatment centers. You think it's hard trying to record with a kid in the room? Try recording with a bored puppy in the room. Our next Reddit post is from Johnny Tingsba. I had just started university in Swansea in Wales in the United Kingdom. I live and grew up in London, and we don't get many Karens in the UK, especially in London, because people just don't have time for that nonsense. Since Swansea is a predominantly white area, I assumed that I would encounter some racism since I'm of South Asian descent and I have brown skin. But I was pleasantly surprised to find that everyone is really nice and helpful and much more welcoming than in London. 
Anyway, I'm at the big Tesco in town, which is our supermarket chain. And I'm buying some food and homewares like frying pans and stuff, and with that I'm buying a load of alcohol for the flat. I'm talking two bottles of Baileys, large bottles of vodka and white rum, Di Sirono, an 18 pack of Corona, Jägermeister, as well as Coke, Red Bull, and soda water. It's not enough to fill a bar, but still a fair bit for one person to buy. As I'm paying at the checkout, I have my driver's license and ID ready to show the cashier. I'm 19 years old, but I have a pretty babyish face and I'm pretty small, so I always expect to get ID'd. But, for some reason, the guy doesn't ask to see my ID and I pay and start loading my shopping back into the trolley. As I'm doing this, the woman behind me who's there with her teenager, maybe 15 to 17 years old, starts speaking to the cashier. She was English, not Welsh, and the tone of her voice told me everything I needed to know immediately. Karen alert! She starts whining and scolding the cashier, asking why he didn't check my ID. The cashier also seemed to realize that this wasn't going to be a fun interaction and responded saying that I've shopped here before and that he knows I'm of age. I don't know if this is BS or not because I don't recall seeing him before. The woman continues to berate him, telling him that it sets a bad example for her kid because it shows him that he can get away with buying drinks underage and using fake IDs. At that point, I'm done loading my shopping cart and decide not to engage and leave. She instantly forgets the cashier and blocks my way asking me to show her my ID and my bank card. I politely tell her that she has no right and then she loses her mind. She doesn't scream or raise her voice significantly, but her tone becomes incredibly aggressive. And she starts pointing her finger at me and accusing me of buying alcohol while underage. I tell her I am of age and I have every right to purchase what I just did. And if she is an issue, she can go find a manager because she, a fellow customer in the store, has no jurisdiction over me. The cashier decides to call for a manager and apologizes to me. I look at the kid and he gives me a stern look, but I'm pretty sure it was just a side with his mom and that he wasn't uncomfortable about the whole ordeal. The manager comes over and asks the cashier what's wrong, and lo and behold, this unbearable b-word interrupts the guy and starts berating the manager. The manager listens for a little, stops her for a second, and turns to ask me for an ID. I give it to him. He checks it and he's happy, but as he goes to hand it back, the woman snaps at him with an expectant look on her face and says something like, Sorry, but I'll have to check it myself. Not even a please. He gives it back to me anyway, which triggers a visible storm of anger within her, and she then proceeds to block his way and starts scolding him about poor customer service, illegal business activity, etc. The cashier tells me to leave and I do so, because it's 9pm and I really can't be bothered to deal with this. I hope that woman was kicked out or something, and if so I'm sad I didn't witness it, but dear god, I feel sorry for that poor kid. Typical Karen logic. OP buying alcohol sets a bad example for her kid. But her screaming at a total stranger, the cashier, and the manager apparently sets a good example for her kid. That was our slash entitled parents, and if you like this content, then be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.